0: Maisha and And Deanna. (laughs) Are you
1: introducing me or am I going to introduce myself? We need to get that together. I'm
0: just joking. (laughs) I mean, I was just letting people know who's with us today. (laughs) So don't be feisty with me. All right. My apologies. First and foremost, again, as always, just want to thank everybody that takes the time to listen to this podcast that subscribes. The more you subscribe, you leave us a review. You can give us five stars. You don't have to put anything. But if you want to give us a review with a little comment to say that we're it's the appreciated. best, <laughs> it is appreciated. It also helps us get recognized by other people outside of our, our our immediate circle. So thank you again to everybody that takes the time to do that. Today's topic is just Deanna and I today. Um, I've just been going through like this mental, I don't know how to explain it, just like an understanding or trying to understand rather the nature of all this crime that's happening in, in the city of Philadelphia, but not just here. I actually like went online and like looked up a bunch of different articles and it made me think like, this is something we have to talk about and it's something that's important, but it's also something that we have to just do better. Right, Deanna? Like, I just think it's as, yeah, as people, it's, we have to do better.
1: Yeah. The crime rate in Philly alone should be enough to make people want to do something to stop it because it's it's like honestly like every time you turn on the news or you're on Instagram or so some type of social media it's there, the crime is there, you see it happening in your neighborhoods, and it's just like, man, like what can we do to stop like all of this
0: nonsense that's going on in the street exactly, so the reason I wanted to bring this up in a uh, Deanna and I had a conversation prior to us doing this podcast was because, like I said, when we spoke to um, Davon, when we spoke to him about the sneaker culture and understanding that, right, there was a shooting just this past week. And I kind of want to let it marinate, I guess not marinate, but for me to get more resources and understanding. But there was a gentleman. Wait, by name wait, of,
1: before before we go into this episode, I just want to, you know, for everybody listening, I just want to let you know that this is going to be a like maybe like a, 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 a more sensitive topic that we're talking about. Um, you know, some of our listeners may have been affected by some of the stuff that we're talking about. And, you know, we just want to let you know that our thoughts and our prayers are with every family out there who's been affected by gun violence, every person who's been affected by gun violence. You know, I just wanted to put that out there as a What is it? Preface? Preface?
0: Yeah, preface, I guess. that's
1: how
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's again, like Diana said, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone affected families, friends, communities, because that's what it does. It doesn't just affect one person. It affects everybody. So like I was saying, there was a shooting in California on Melrose at Shoe Palace. And there's young man, I believe he was 24, 26 years old by the name of Jaron Bradford. He was shot and killed in what people believe was just over sneakers. He was shot and killed by a 16-year-old kid, Mm -mm -mm. a child, 16 years old, took the life of another human being. That 16-year-old, we don't know what he's been through. We don't know what his background is, anything like that. So my thoughts and prayers are with both sides of the the situation because the young man didn't deserve to lose his life over what everyone is calling a sneaker raffle just a misunderstanding. And the 16-year-old didn't have to resort to that. And I accidentally- You a your apart. whole
1: life ahead of you and it's ruined in a split second.
0: Yep, just like that. And again, not just his life, but the life of the family that he took, that life of that young man. And you really got to understand, like when you make that decision in a split second, everybody's life changed. That changed the, the community of, of that area in Melrose in California. That's supposed to be like a well-known, that's where you go you get dressed up you go shopping it's a very rich and wealthy area because of all the shops that are there but this young guy 16 years old again you don't know his background you don't understand the i don't we don't know full details right because we weren't there to experience it but yeah 16 year old kid killed a 24 26 year old man took his life over what people are calling a sneaker raffle. You didn't get to put in enough entries and just going back to it, the sneaker culture, right? It's becoming bigger and bigger, but that's not just what it's about. It's about this young man. had it's to. It's a resort. whole community. Exactly. <sighs> this young man had to resort to violence in order to feel something, right? And that's an issue. That's what we want to talk about today. So- as I mentioned, we're in Philadelphia, right? And that, that affected me because I'm just like, wow, that's just over sneakers. Just the other day, if you Google shootings at recreation centers, right? There's not enough to me. The reason for all of this uptake in violence, right? Especially in the city of Philadelphia is just, there's just not enough for us to provide youth coming up with um, opportunities to do things, right? Safe places, safe resources, opportunities just to get them out of the house and give them a safe place to to go. So just looking at all the I don't think they the fully rest. have that support. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think the problem is, and this is, again, the cost of living has gone up, right? It's gone up since we were kids, right, Deanna? Oh, absolutely. I feel like parents are working more and there's just not an opportunity or they're not able to really make the time, time commitment to take the, your kids to different things. And shout out to the parents that do. This is by no means like, you know, Shout out to the
1: parents who are trying, at least putting that effort for trying to be present in their children's lives and, you know, keep them from off the streets, keep them
0: involved. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think there's enough opportunities or there's not enough safe spaces for a parent to enroll their child in something. Right. Parents are working more to make up for Mm -hmm. the living wage and everything like that. And then on top of that,
1: the ones that are out there
0: can get pretty pricey. Exactly. Like there's not. I feel like when I was growing up, like I said before, I mentioned it. I grew up in Police Athletic League, but that was part of our after school program, right? Police Athletic League was free, and while my mom did have to pay for us to go to that after school program where the Police Athletic League was uh, located, I'm pretty sure it was like relatively inexpensive for my mom to have two kids in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't
1: involved in any sports, but I was in chorus my entire, you know, elementary school years. And uh, what else did I do? I was part of the Gay Straight Alliance. You know, I was involved in a couple of things. Um, I was working at a daycare, you know, 11th grade and 12th grade. So I was like, as I was involved. I wasn't just out in the street, just doing whatever because I could, because I yeah. had that freedom as, as a teenager.
0: Exactly. So like, I feel like there's just not enough resources in our community to allow children the opportunity, and not just talking about older teenagers, right, but younger kids, giving them the opportunity to really grow and learn, but be cost-effective for parents. That's the biggest thing, right? Because if a parent is working 40 plus hours a week, working at a, you know, minimum wage job or something like that, has two plus kids, how do we ensure that that parent can actually afford to send their child or enroll their child in a program? that allows them to learn and grow in a different area. And and I'm not just specifically talking about sports, but there's a whole lot of programming in Philadelphia that I don't think people are really familiar with or understand. But the other thing is, if a parent's working, right, let's say a mom works from nine to five, school ends at what, three, 3.30? Sometimes two thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Roundabout. So, roundabout. so from two thirty, let's just say two, three o'clock ish until five. What programs do parents have? What options do parents have to enroll their children? What options do parents have to enroll their children into activities, safe activities during those times? And I think covid really has played and, and has an impact. Definitely has impacted the imp- you know, the the violence rate. Right. So in Philly, 137 shooting victims are under the age of 18. There's something wrong with that. And that's just this year alone. There was just a 15-year-old girl um, playing at a park in North Philadelphia who was shot and killed by stray bullets. This girl was going to a recreation center where she thought, again, it's free. That's what kids do. That's what they do in the summertime, right? They go to different playgrounds. They have summer camps. This girl was just minding her business, playing basketball. And her life was cut short because of stray bullets. that had no names on it right? And it killed her. Doing something I'm sure she loved. That's something I did as a teenager, right? When growing up, I went to a whole different playground. Actually, I still do. Now I don't feel safe to do that anymore. I don't feel
1: comfortable with you saying sometimes, oh, I'm going to go to the rack and play some basketball. And I don't want to sound like, oh, you know, overbearing or controlling or anything. But it worries me. Uh, It's like even when you go on a run, I'm like, all right, if you go take Milo on a walk, I'm like, um, it's 11 o'clock at night. Why? But it's. Those are things that everyday things that you shouldn't have to worry about doing. But unfortunately, in these in this day and age, you have to be mindful of, you know, what you're doing. And we live in a in a pretty decent neighborhood, but you never you can live in the suburbs and anything
0: can happen at any time, anywhere. So so the biggest thing for us and bringing this topic up is one to provide as much as many resources that we were able to find, but two, to also give some reality to the situation, right? So as I mentioned, we, I'm the head trainer for Press Forward Hoops and we're doing free skills and drills training, but that to me is not enough. But it's one way that I can ensure that there's a safe environment that children can come, learn and play. But sports, as I mentioned, isn't the only thing that, you know, we can do to ensure that our children, our youth, which is the youth, they're the future. If If these kids... Don't have a good narrow path to or or somebody look up to, right? Because sometimes I think that's what happens too. Again, this is just blaming the pandemic here, but these children have to find a way to survive, right? And what they're seeing in their neighborhoods, the people around them—it's not always the greatest example that's around them. No matter what neighborhood you look at, right? There's there's bad areas Mm -hmm. in every neighborhood. So people and youth members just attract to that sometimes, and
1: they feel like that's their only option over here. Let me go. Let me go be a part of the mix. Let me go
0: be in the mix for a minute. And it's like, no, you really shouldn't. You really should not. Exactly. So understanding right now, I think there's just a lot of limited resources and limited funding. Like I feel like when I was growing up, there were so many youth programs that were. Again, I'm just uh, just speaking here as a as remembering as a child. But I feel like there was things that were inexpensive. But again, price of life, price of living was different then. But also knowing that my mom was a single mom, right, taking care of three kids, and she made it work, right, no matter what. And I feel like parents not are still not, doing that.
1: Not even just you know finding stuff like, you know, think sports or whatever, you know, for for kids to do. I remember you know hanging out on the weekends, just going to the mall, having maybe like ten dollars to get something from like Hot Topic or something, but. Now, when you go to the mall and if you see a group of kids, it's always like, oh, well, what are they up to? It's always associated with the negative light. When, you know, when we were growing up, it was just like, look at these kids window shopping because there's <laughs> nothing else for them to do. Right. You know? But and like, we- how
0: do we change that narrative? Like, what yeah. is it that we have to do as now that we're older? How do we change that narrative for people just like us to understand? Like, I think social media plays a big part of this too, because there's a um, an ideology, right? That they have, that they have to look like this, that they have to do this, that they have to have this. Like, how do we change that? Because if I'm not getting money at, you know, if I don't have a job at 12, 13, 14, and my friend how has a the labor job, laws
1: are a thing, people, okay? You do not need to work at that young age.
0: <laughs> so that's true. But like, parents aren't able to provide their children mm-hmm. with these with this monetary things or these items, right. To make them understand or and even it, be like comparable.
1: And then being at work for then You have the parents who, you know, are at work doing the best that they can so that they can get this money for these, for their kids. So that they can have the nicest sneakers and all of that stuff. And it's just like, oh man, social media. It's,
0: I have a love hate relationship with it. Right. I honestly do. <laughs> It, it's so hard. I can't. I can't imagine being like a teenager right now. Like I thought oh, we had it tough, like not. with MySpace and stuff like that. No, and deciding not. who's going to be in our top eight. But I feel like it's so. It's so different now. Yeah. Like I was talking to um,
1: one of my family members, and her daughter posted a video. I'm not going to say any names because I don't want. You know, I didn't ask to tell this story, but you know, she posted a video on TikTok. And the response that she got from it wasn't something that she thought she was going to get from it. And it's just like, you know, when, you know, she was explaining what the video was to me, I was like, you know, like, I don't you know, it's just, you know, kids being goofy. And like, I didn't initially see anything wrong with it. But then I was told what the comments were saying. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, I guess I guess I can see how. It can be interpreted that way. But honestly, we're living in a cancel society and it's an interesting time. It's it's very, 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 very interesting. interesting. You have to watch what you say. You have to watch what you do. You have to just be so m- mindful and pay attention to so much that I think that people are forgetting to live in the now.
0: Yeah. It's just like just going back, like how, how do we, now that we're a little older, and this is something for our older audience to think about and to reflect on is what can we do to change the narrative? How do we make youth and uh, young kids that are growing up in this new age and this new technology? Uh, technological era, how do we make them feel supported? Right. How How do we we... make them feel safe? Exactly. How do we make them feel supported? How do we make them feel safe? How do we give them resources and outlets to express themselves? Right. Because it's totally different now. Like, I feel like we should be able to not only look at sports as a way out, but look at like a chess club, a writing club, a drama club. Like we have to do things to meet, people where they're at. And I think we have to do that a little bit better with youth members and and understanding that it's totally different now, but we can take the time to learn. We can take the time to adjust and adapt. Like, how do we do that? Let us know, like email us, put it in the comments. Give us some suggestions. Give us something because like we have to do something. We have to change what's going on in our neighborhoods.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, like I was uh, not to cut you off, but I was reading an article from 6ABC. Yeah, but to cut (laughs) you off. <laughs> I was reading an article from 6 ABC um from July 22nd and I'm pretty sure that the numbers are much higher now which is very unfortunate but it was just saying how as of July 20th 1289 people had been shot in the city of Philadelphia and of that 268 people were killed and of that you know first number 123 of those shootings were children under 18 21 of them were murdered like why is why is this why is this even a thing you know like compared to 2020 3.5 times as many children have been killed due to gun violence in Philly like currently Philly is has a higher homicide rate than both Chicago and New York City
0: mm, there's something there's something going on
1: yeah and unfortunately you know Mayor Kenny, you, you like as someone who is supposed to be the face of the city of brotherly love, not looking very brotherly lovish, like at all. He said that, and I quote, he's he he said that he's already doing all he can and won't declare a state of emergency because it's not a situation that'll demonstratively change conditions. So what are you gonna do to to? Combat all of these shootings that are going on. You're not going to do a state of emergency because you're already doing all you can and you don't think it'll help.
0: Essentially, that's what he was saying.
1: It's like, okay, well, if you're not going to do that, then figure out a way to stop this.
0: Honestly, I think it's going to take us people that want to see a change, right? The people in the community that can look at these numbers and say something Who has are to change from the community. Exactly, not it's going to change. Like
1: you got. You're from the community. This is your home. Whether you still live in the city or not, this is where you're from. This is where you grew up. Why are you why are we just sitting here okay with these numbers? Why are we just okay with that? I mean, not saying we're okay with it, but why is it just like an everyday thing now? It's just, oh, there was another shooting and not even bad an eyelash.
0: Yeah, it just has become so normal. And it's not, it's not normal. But like I said, it's going to be us, people that want to see a change, people that understand that there's something that has to be done. It's going to take a village, right? It's going to be the people in the community that have lived there, that want to see change. It's going to take us. And all it, all it is, is going, trying to be a mentor. Boys and Girls Club is an awesome community um, uh, organization, if you guys are unfamiliar with that. They have big sister, little sister events, big brother, little brother. Um, there's free camps. This is not a sponsor,
1: by the way. Not if a sponsor at all.
0: Yeah, if you're listening, you know, hit us up, slide in DMs, let's go. Um, But it's going to take us. It's going to take us to raise money to change things in our community, right? It's going to take you guys investing and donating to organizations like Press Forward Hoops, just as an example, right? Part of our organization, our mission is to develop character, right? Skills and drills, sorry, just skills, right? Personal skills that relate, I mean, can translate from off the court to real life. Mentorships, understanding that that's something that we need. We need mentors in these kids' lives. Police Athletic League, that, again, I grew up in that. And I know there's a there's a thing right now with, in the community with police officers and all of that, but the police officers that are in, in, in these Police Athletic Leagues, they're so monumental. They're so inspirational. They really do care about the youth. So look into that. There's Police, uh, police Athletic League's PAL centers all throughout different neighborhoods in Philadelphia. There's also a, I think it's called ASAP. I think that's their acronym, like After School Activities Partnership or something like that. They have so many clubs. I think they serve like over like 5,000 youth members, K through 12th grade in the city of Philadelphia. And I don't believe all of their programming is free, but it's relatively inexpensive. And if it's not correct, if somebody from ASAP is listening to this, let me know so we can uh, talk about (laughs) that. Um, But as I mentioned, the Boys and Girls Club in Philadelphia as well. And then parks and recreations. Right. Right. Like I was going back to it, like growing up, I feel like there were so many like football leagues and baseball leagues that yeah, I just going the- to
1: the playground, even just going to the playground. I was reading um, another article. I'm pretty sure it was on six uh, ABC as well. But this past May, a 16 year old boy was shot and killed and a 13 year old that was also shot that same day and injured. This happened at a playground in Southwest that's literally right up the street from my pop pop's house that I would go to as
0: a kid. Like going to the playground isn't even safe anymore. No, so like we have to find safe spaces, right? And it's gonna take us to patrol these areas and make sure, like, yo, young and you good? Everything all right? You know, like just checking in. Um, for parents that are listening, there's a um the website is called catforkids.org. They have a bunch of organizations on there that are free or relatively inexpensive. When I say relatively inexpensive, like we'll have all you pay these, like thirty dollars a we'll week. We'll have these like linked in the description and everything. But just
1: to say, yep. Yeah,
0: but there's different organizations and and programming that available to all families, right? Again, relatively inexpensive, and when we say relatively inexpensive, like. They have scholarship opportunities that you know bring a a weekly camp break from or you know eight week session from like four hundred dollars to like four forty fifty dollars for you. You know what I mean. So like find these resources and utilize these resources that we're providing, but also understand that it takes us us Diana myself. You know a lot of people Crystal Perez from last week's episode who want to see a change in our in our systems in our communities. Special shout out to. Um, Love Money on Instagram, I think his name is like Pilot Co or something like that. He's doing a lot of community stuff and prayers are going up to him and his family. His niece was actually shot with her boyfriend in a car. Unfortunately, her boyfriend lost his life. May he rest in peace. But Love Money, his name was Alberto, I believe. He's trying to do that. He's trying to do that. He's trying to be the change that we need to see in our community. And we have to do that, right? We need, we need, we need to do better, not for ourselves, but for our youth, right? We got to give them opportunities, safe spaces and just places to grow. If your child is, let's say, if your child is really into gaming and you see that, sign them up for a STEM program, right? Something that's relatively in their interest field. If your child is really good at art, drawing, anything like that, sign them up for some type of creative program that's going to allow them to express themselves. Sports are not
1: everything. And I think that's That's another thing that, you know, going back to social media, You see these basketball players and, you know, oh, I want to be just like them. And or you'll have the parents who, you know, are low key, but high key living vicariously through their kids because maybe they didn't get the chance to, you know, progress as far as they wanted to in, you know, their sport of choice that they like. So now they're forcing it on the kid. And it's like that kid may not even be interested in basketball or whatever. Maybe they want to do ballet. Maybe they want to do, you know, drama club, like you were saying. But you just have to parents also need to, you know, be open minded when it comes to, you know, maybe my kid isn't the most athletic. And that participation medal, you know, it's 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 thank like we're thankful for him. But, <laughs> you know, maybe he ain't got two left feet. And that's
0: OK. Embrace it. But maybe your child is using the frontal that's cortex me. of their I mind. That's me. You, I, I'm, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but there's different opportunities. And I think unless it's presented to somebody, they don't know because there's so much stuff on the Internet. Right. We can. The, the great thing about the Internet is we can learn about so much stuff. Right. But it's also so bombarding and overwhelming sometimes when you try to look for one thing. There's so many things come up. So I just want to shine light on um, two programs that I think are really, really cool. Uh, one is a Girls Who Code program. Um, they had a virtual summer camp this year, which was really, really cool, and it taught students how to code coding, engineering their high their high degrees, but also understanding like there's other programs, right? like there was a um a women's and natural science, I think it's called wins, something like that it was also it's a it's a free after school program for students, and they had a summer program as well, obviously for young women. Um, and they provide them with information, encouragement and, and confidence. Right. Because that's that's what our kids need. They want need a safe space to play two a place to grow. But three, they need they need somebody. If you believe in somebody, this is something that I want everybody to take away from this episode. When you give somebody the hope and the acknowledgement and the encouragement to do something that lifts their spirits up so much. And that can take somebody so far. Honestly, sometimes
1: that's all a person needs is just that somebody in their corner It could be one person. It could be a ton of people, but sometimes that's honestly all people need to keep going. They just need that
0: little push. They just need that support. We support you. We here for you. We We have to do it. Just push somebody, encourage somebody. If you know a youth person in your life, sit down and try to talk to them. Don't try to relate to them and be corny. <laughs> but back when I, back in my day, <laughs> I used to do.
1: <laughs> but li- like sit there and actually listen to them and encourage them, support them. Don't just... You know, and I've struggled with doing this and I still am working on it. But if somebody is sitting down and they're telling you, you know, oh, like I have this really cool idea to do this, that and the third. Don't say, oh, well, I tried to do that before, too. Or, oh, that's cool. Have you tried? Have you done this before? Done that? No, just sit there and, and listen, because oftentimes that's all people really want is just somebody there to listen. But also be mindful when you are talking to people about, you know, the growth that you're having or, you know, this idea that you have. Be mindful in that they may not be in that same mindset
0: to be accepting of what you have to say. So it kind of works on both ends. Yeah, exactly. So, again, this was a heavy topic, right, Diana? And it's not easy to talk about, but it's going to take us to bring these conversations to the forefront, to, to maybe educate somebody that's unaware of what's going on in our city, or to make somebody aware that there are people that want to see a change. So we're going to give you guys links to all these resources that we mentioned. Again, a lot of them are free. Majority of them are low cost, uh, cost efficient, um, for all families. Um, but there's so many things, especially my my favorite website that I've been going to a lot is cat4kids.org. As I mentioned, if you look up after school programs, they give you an entire list of so many different things. But it's also going to take people like Alberto and, well, Love Money to make those changes in our community because we want to see changes, right? Absolutely. And just to to plug it in here, Press Forward Hoops is offering free skills and drills training. Again, sports is not everything, right? We character development through basketball. So these skills that we're teaching students, you know, patience, understanding, being a team player, all of those things can be translated to real life situations. So yeah, even Hoops, if you want to
1: sign up for it and you're like, you know, you get there and it's like, man, like I really like I'm not in the mood to play. Say that and I'll be there and, you know, we can sit down, we can talk through what's going on. Like it's not just like Maisha said, it's not just, oh, come play basketball, come learn this. No, it's also, you know, mentoring
0: and teaching and, you know, relating to and helping. Exactly. So we'll be doing every Wednesday with the exception of Wednesday, September 8th, um, seven to 8 PM in the city of Philadelphia. If you guys want to learn more, hit us up on Instagram at press forward hoops, all one word, or visiting our website, Forwardhoops.com, register your child. We're capping everything at 10 students. But as I mentioned, Boys and Girls Club is free. I'm sorry, not free. I believe it. They're like relatively inexpensive and they have like scholarship opportunities, but don't quote me on that. Police Athletic League is
1: free. If you are out there listening and you really want to get your kid into, uh, you know, Boys and Girls Club and you know, you're struggling with making ends meet, reach out to us. We are not rich, but we can... Plan a fundraiser and get, you know, get as much help as we can for you
0: Because we want to help. That's what exactly. we're here for. That's what we're here for. We want to see a change in our community. And if that takes, you know, us sacrificing some money from our own pockets, you know, we're willing to do that. But we also have connections and we are able to raise funds, I think, pretty, pretty easily. Um, but guys, please know, again, this was a heavy topic, uncomfortable sometimes, but we need to do better. And it starts with us wanting to see a change. And if it's something that you can change in your life, change it. You have the opportunity to do it, change it. Stop making excuses. This is me. This is Deanna. We're not making excuses anymore. We're making a change. We're trying to be a change. There's a lot of things that we don't post on social media, right, Deanna, that we do behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Just because there's no there's no need to do that, right? All the time, right? If I'm giving. Yeah, nobody's
1: you know. perfect. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the facade that a lot of people give out on social media. They want to portray, they want to show their, their best self. They want to put their best self out there. And, you know, sometimes it's okay to look raggedy and, you know, stare away from social media. <laughs> I do it on so, a daily basis. No, I'm just joking. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. So guys, again, our podcast is to inspire, motivate and, and educate. So we hope that we're inspiring somebody to be the change, to make a change. If you guys are interested, please let us know, DM us, message us, Put stuff in the comments when we put this up on Instagram or Twitter, you know, get with us. Let us know what you want to see, what changes you want to see in your community or where you're impacted and how we can help or tag a business in your community or an organization that's doing these things. Tag them, put them in the comments. That's what we want to see. We want to reach out to these people, bring and shine light on these different platforms and things of that nature. So Deanna, I think that's covers our topic today. What do you, how do you feel like what, I, I, what's going honestly, to go into your mind? I honestly thought that this topic was going to be and not to say
1: that it wasn't a heavy topic, but I thought that it was going to be, you know, a lot heavier than what it is. Um, You know, when I was working at the middle school, one of my students, he was shot and killed earlier this year. And it's just, man, we just got to do better as a city, as a community, as people we just we just have to do better we have to do better nobody's life is worth taking especially if it's over something
0: small like material things it's not worth it at all when we say have to do better this is it this is how change starts addressing the issue finding resources to and resolutions to that issue but also spreading the awareness that there is an issue that we have to change it so with that guys Again, we're going to put all of the links and things that we referenced in this um, episode in our description. We'll also, we're looking for you guys, tag businesses, organizations in your community or people that are in your community that are making the change um, with that. Continue to spread love and positivity in this world, guys, because now more than ever, we need to save our youth. And that starts with us. So with that, we're out of here. To the next episode, peace.